0: Alright, welcome back to the podcast. Second time this week. You're welcome for an extra episode, all my wonderful listeners out there. I think we're up to 1,000 a week right now. Um, I was just under last time I checked, so thank you people for listening to the podcast. Um, and um, thank you for sending in those codes. That means you got to the last one of the episodes. Brendan and I like to joke that we don't, have any listeners. Um, he doesn't have the numbers that I have. I have access to all the analytics and they're high. They're very high. They, they're they very high numbers. There are a lot of people, a lot of demographics that listen to the podcast, a bunch of them. Um, you name a demographic, we got them. Um, for a while, we weren't getting any of the non-binary crowds, which... Is surprising. We are very much a non-binary friendly podcast. So, you know, tell your non-binary friends, your your not your non-binds. Your what's a nickname for non-binary? There's like three syllables in that. Maybe that's why people are having trouble accepting non-binary people is because there's like no good like all oh, the nannies, the nonnies. But that not non, you know, that can mean that could be non anything for the nonnies the non non oh uh, yeah, they're a bin they're they're non binary you know, I don't know, we're gonna have to work on that, um they're a nary binary, they're nary any gender, <laughs> nary are they a gender Nary are they a gender um so we gotta work on getting some of them. Um, It's crazy to me how, like, people are, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's that many people, but I've definitely heard this before. People be like, like, oh, the trans, you know, I'm, like, pro-trans, like, I get it, like, you know, you're born male, but you feel more like a woman. And, you know, but are they them? What the heck is that? What is that? You know? It's like you... I feel like non-binary is like a first step where it's like, oh, they're like a little confused. Maybe they don't know or, you know, sometimes they feel a little more feminine or masculine depending on the day, you know. But people are like – people go like pro-trans. But then like once they have to think about how they have to talk, they're like, no, I'm done. That's it. Whatever, you know. But uh, non-binary crowd, we're working on you guys. We're 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 a non-binary friendly podcast. Um, we have a couple of out of country listeners. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, it is a solo pod today. I'm gonna try to do a solo pod a week. Um, so everybody, stay tuned for that. I think it'll be great. Um, of course, I met left the, uh, the good mic at Brendan's, but hopefully this mic will be fine for everybody. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow and share and everything. Um, I had a fun weekend of shows. Am I really going to recap the shows I had over the weekend? Really? Am I? I don't even know. Friday night, did 20 minutes, crushed, crushed in front of white, over 40-year-old women, pro-Trump crowd on Long Island. They were, they brought their daughters. I was like, I wanted the moms. I don't care less. I couldn't care less about the daughters. I want to make these over 40, they were from an over 40s dating group, That's the whole pe- group of people there were, some were for like the comics, but it was mainly an over 40s dating group that came to this show, um, and thank God they did, hopefully they found, it, hopefully they were all lesbians, because it was mostly women, um, hopefully it's an over 40s lesbian dating group, because it was all women there were hardly any guys the guys that were there i'm pretty sure were tied up metaphorically speaking in marriage um they weren't like ladies night tied the boys you know they weren't weren't anything like that um but it was a fun crowd um very happy my new stuff some of the new stuff was working um well, all of the new stuff I tried was working, but I did some of the new stuff I've been working on, is what I'm saying. Um, and then Friday night, got a little guesty, little guestie at Governor's, Nick Callis. Is it Callis? I never learned how to pronounce his last name. Very nice guy. He's got a decent social media following. Uh, look out for him. Very nice. Threw me a spot on the show Um, So that was a very fun weekend. Of course, I recorded the podcast with Brendan at his apartment. I was like, we're going to do some react videos. We're going to react to stuff. We're going to get on that train. We're going to get some clickbaity type of videos going, some titles, some thumbnails. Work the YouTube game. Get people to follow. Get people to subscribe. Get some good young people listening to the podcast. Um, I'm sure all of the 40-plus women from the show tuned into the podcast. They were like, we we know, we know, we know we have to go listen to the podcast. I'm sorry, we've only heard of it now. We're listening to it on the way home. Um, Every single one said that. And, um, I mean, I didn't hear them say that. Somebody told me after that they said that I had to leave early, unfortunately. Uh, Kurt Metzger, uh, headlining the clubs this weekend. Um, Very funny, tight crowd. They either didn't get him, or they were on a heavy dose of Lexapro, something. I don't know what it was, but his new hour is probably going to be pretty good, assuming he releases it, Uh, because there was a lot of topical stuff. Um, I'm curious how much that will stick in there, but very good jokes, of course. He's a killer, as they say, and that was fun. I went down there after the show, had a little hang with the fellow comics, got some mozzarella sticks, and enjoyed the show. But recording with Brendan this weekend was a shit show, if you listen to the last episode. We had to stop recording I don't know how many times. I left a lot of them in. The bullshit cuts that we had to do. Didn't even try to hide them. I was like, I need to wear this on the sleeve. I need to be embarrassed by this. Because I need to do better. I need to figure out this OBS software and everything. I need to figure out how to connect microphones and videos and be able to cast it onto the TV while recording it onto the screen, while being able to hear it on a speaker or in headphones optimally. optimally. Um, So I'll figure that out for you guys. Um, Hopefully we'll get some other guests on for React videos. Um, This is the plan with the podcast. I'm going to lay it down right now just so you guys know. Because I feel like there needs to be a little bit of clarity in my direction with the podcast. First off, it is a pitch meeting podcast. That is the main podcast. That is what I want people to be tuning in for week after week, is the pitch meeting podcast. We have guests on. It could just be be me and Brendan. Me and, you know, Christian, I want on more. Christian, I feel like we've been teasing Christian coming on. Um, at least, I think we did, I don't remember, that might have been a different podcast. Who knows? Um, but uh Christian, if you're listening, be on as much as you want, except for the solo apps, which I'm getting to in a second, because that would defeat the purpose of there being a solo app, even though hilariously i did think of an exception for the solo eps but i'm not i'll just tease that for now um so pitch meeting podcast that'll be once a week hopefully right we had to go every other week for a couple of week a couple of weeks just to uh you know get some guests lined up lined up and everything you know it's a little hard if if one you want multiple guests on a podcast But I'd like there to be at least four of us, no more than five. um, Hopefully three to five of us for the pitch meeting. That would be once a week. Also once a week would be a little react video that would be posted on YouTube. All of these I do want on YouTube, except maybe the solo episodes. But they can go on there too, why not? More content, easy enough to record video. If I have to do it on my phone or something. Um, but the YouTube videos, uh, react, their YouTube reaction videos, I'll also post as a podcast episode. So those might, the ones on Spotify or Apple or whatever, those I think would be fun to have unedited, just like completely unedited, um, and just have it be like however long it takes us to get through whatever we're getting through having us like search for the videos all like the different like mess ups that we have and and stuff just have that be out there as an incentive to maybe watch both um and then on youtube it'll be like an edited down tight um just the pure laughs getting through the video reacting to it joking about it um and that, I would like, I think I can do that on my own if I wanted to, if I had to, but I'd like one other guest on for that, um, but maybe I'll do like a guest every other week so it's just easy to turn them out by myself. We'll see. We'll see how I am at it, and we'll see how the guests are at it, um, but I'm excited for that because I think those are fun. Um, after React, if you haven't listened to, um, I forgot what the episode was called, it was like Shiva Baby about my father, Jell-O and Cheetos, I think it was. Um, We reacted to a short that I made with a friend a few years ago, and I would love to react to people's short films on the Pitch Meeting podcast. Um, If they made something, we react to it on that. Um, And then I have that regular react video once a week. Um, But after... Reacting to the short that I made a couple episodes ago will react to somebody else's uh, during the pitch meeting. I think that would be fun. Um, And that got me wanting to do reaction videos. So, we got the pitch meeting, we got the reaction videos, and then, hopefully, more realistic than having a reaction video each week, because I could just get in my car and do this, Is have a solo episode. I'm not in my car right now. I sold my car. Um, I'm getting a new car. I'm in my mom's Kia Sportage. I don't know what year. But it's a newer model. Um, And it is nice. I will say. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, But if I had to drive this car. I wouldn't be totally upset with it. I mean anything with good AC and Apple CarPlay. You could take the airbags out of it. I'm driving that car. That's all I need is the car play and AC and heat, I guess, in the winter. Um, but uh, that's really all I need. Um, so that'll be the third episode of the week. will be a solo episode. Not sure exactly what I want it to be yet. It could be a solo reaction video, maybe. Um, it could be just stories. Um, I'd love to do. I'd love to talk about the media. That <laughs> not the media. Now, I want to talk about the media for a minute on the podcast because the media is getting out of control, and we need to control them because whoever has control needs to be taking control of. So that we have the control, and then somebody else may want to control us and take control of us, but then we need to hold on to the control like the hypocrites we are. Um, No, I want to talk about the media that I watched in the past week, maybe films, TV shows, if I saw a play, if I read a play, if I read a book if I just fucking scrolled through TikTok for 50 hours during the week. I'm trying to get off of that. I've been good. I've been getting better. I've been going to bed, setting my alarm, leaving the phone off. I've actually fallen asleep a lot faster, and I'm not waking up throughout the night. I've had my blue light filter on for years now, and that made a huge difference. But just having the phone off, just not looking at it once I get in bed huge difference he like instant difference i'm telling you i get in i do the deep breaths i go that like what's his name andrew andrew huberman huberman um, br- breathing thing i do that at least 3 times i tell myself go to sleep like that i think is my has been my problem my whole life is just not telling my body that it needs to go to sleep, that I just kind of expect it to fall asleep once I get in bed. No, your body needs to know that it's time to fall asleep, have that routine and everything. It's been working very well to the point where like, I I might get up and I might be tired, I might be drowsy. I do take melatonin every night. I still do that. I still think I have to do that. I've tried weaning off of it, um, and it was getting a little better... Um and then I still think I need it. I still think I need it, Um even if it's not that much, even if it's a very low dose. I still think I need it, Um and it could be a placebo, but if the placebo is working, I'm going to stick with it. So, Um and then when I wake up, I try not to look at the phone. Sometimes I do. I turn my lights on at very light, bright, like no shades on the lamps in my room, just very bright, three- brightest white setting LED smart bulbs and just stare at them like it's the sun and try to wake up. And if that's not working, I'll go on my phone, but I'll try to wake up from the lights and just get right out of bed. And it's been working. It's been working. I will say that. Um, I don't know how I got into... Saying talking about my sleep schedule here with the phone with the TikToks I was going I was talking about TikToks going to react to some TikToks maybe maybe for the solo episodes I'll react to some uh, ticket attacks um, but uh, that's my plan three episodes a week for however long this podcast lasts my goal again I don't know if I've said this. Definitely, I need to make it a year with this podcast. I plan to go longer. I plan to figure it out. I'm taking this year to probably figure out what it's going to be. I don't want to force it into anything. I've definitely said that before. But people go into podcasts with ideas of what it should be. And then once it starts being not that, it feels like they're failing. And I don't want to feel that way. So whatever starts working, whatever I feel comfortable with, whatever I'm able to do, whatever feels realistic, I'm just going to stick with that. Whatever people like. Um, And who's ever listening, you comment, you answer the Q&As I put up on Spotify. Answer that shit. Leave reviews, leave comments. If it's a YouTube video, subscribe, follow, like On YouTube or Spotify or Apple, whatever you can do to let me know that that's what you guys like, and we'll try to do more of that. Um, Because I'm here not for, I mean, I'm here for myself because I want to prove that I am disciplined enough to have a podcast and can turn out material each week. But I'm here for the audience. I want to make people laugh, I want to be a source for people for not just laughter or, um, you know, just something to listen to, but I want to be something that I don't want to feel, I don't want to be like, eh, be like some, some, pe- some, some something people feel comfortable, you know, like they go for me, go to me for comfort. And I'm not thinking of that, but, um, but I mean, if that's, if that's what I do for you, you know, all that, if I, if you guys just like my voice, and you want to jerk off to it, that's fine, you guys do that, you know, I'm here for you, if you, if you like listening on three times the speed, because it sounds like rats fucking, and you get off to it, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be dirty here, I'm just saying, if that's your thing, you guys do it, you guys, you know, I'm here for you, I'm here to serve you. You know, if you like, if you play it through your car, if you if you play it through a huge beach pill and you put it in your dryer because the bass sounds really good, and you turn it on and you like to sit on it, and you're an over forty woman that didn't find any dates at the Lesbo date night comedy show thing, and you want to get off to my voice, you do that. You go sit on the dryer. Again, I'm not trying to be dirty. If that's your thing, you just do that. I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you guys. Um, this is not for me. I just want to have the discipline of being able to get <laughs> people up. Um, no, I. Uh, we'll see what this podcast be- becomes. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I think Brendan, um, anything more than once a week for Brendan, I don't think he'll do. He's already has his own. He already has his own podcast. He's helping me out by being on it. Again, last episode I talked the whole time. I loved having Brendan there. He, might, I feel like he, f- he might feel Brendan if you're listening. I don't know if you're gonna listen to this, but Brendan, if you're listening, um, you are such a uh, instrumental part of this podcast, and I love being able to talk to you, get all my thoughts out ask questions, and I don't want Brendan to feel like he has, like there's pressure for him to perform on this podcast. I just kind of need a sidekick for my ramblings, Um, and I've kind of forced him to basically be a part of the solo episodes I want to do, you know, so he's kind of just sitting there where like the pitch meeting thing, he's going to be more down for, he's going to be up for that, so that's what I want. Brendan 4 and then any ramblings I'll have I'll just keep it to a solo episode. Um so but anyways that was that. Um like I said I sold my car this week. I do not have a new car yet. I've bought it. I bought the new car 2 weeks ago and I don't have it yet cuz it's currently getting restored. Um I know it sounds a little fancy. It's not, but it is it is kind of cool. It's exciting. If you listen back to episode 1, I caught a big chunk of it off. But I almost bought an 01 Cherokee Sport Jeep Cherokee XJ, whatever you want to call it. Almost bought one. Got outbid. That was when like the podcast first started. I think it was mentioned in the episode, but I cut out a cuz it got kind of got boring. Um, that's like all I talked about for like the first 15 minutes of recording was how I didn't get this Jeep that I wanted. Um, I wanted, I was driving a little 2010 Kia Forte and, uh, it was just a little small, a little low. It, uh, every year I had to put hundreds of dollars into it. Um, probably going to have to do that with the Jeep, to be honest, especially now that I have a car payment. Um. But uh, but I was kind of over that car. I go upstate. I want to be able to take people on road gigs and have a trunk space for stuff. And I wanted the bigger car. So I went with the Jeep. And I love the body. And there's no lift on it, which I like. I don't mind like a three-inch lift. Maybe. Maybe. That's a little high. I would maybe do, like, some, uh, some like, coil spacers, you know, like a coil, like a maybe, like, only just, like, a one or two inch. It'll take the rake out, like that, how they kind of tilt down. In the front, kind of lift that up a little bit. Maybe I would love 30-inch tires on there. I don't have to have them. Not mud tires. All terrain. I'm not going off-roading in this thing. I'm not going in the sand. Uh, but I go upstate, there's dirt roads, it gets muddy, there's a lot of snow. Um, uh, not muddy where, like, I need mud tires, but, you know, slushy and everything. Um, and, you know, just northeast weather. Going through puddles would be going down the highway, and then there's a huge puddle on a... Like, every 30 feet, there's a drain. There's a huge puddle that, for the drain, it go, you know you know and i like to drive in the left lane and it always sets you back too it's like you know i'm not great at car noises but anyway um it'll like you'll feel it kick back i want something that can take that a little bit better now i'm going to be try to try to be easier on the gas in this car cuz the g- mileage is i mean almost half I'm going to get like half the mileage I got in the Kia. Um, But I'll try to be good with it, try to drive right, try to save some gas with it. Um, Again, I don't have the car yet. I might try to drive it because I didn't test drive it yet. Because how it works at this little scam Jeep Jeep, uh, retailer thing um, is they buy the cars used. Then they sell them. Then they restore them. So I saw one I liked that seemed like the body was in very good shape. Needs a little bit of detailing here and there, but not much at all. Interior was in great shape. Um, and there was really nothing that seemed wrong with it. Um, I just have to test drive it. And if it rides nice, if it looks like they did every, you know p- replace the right parts and everything... Um, they're really touching it up, um, so it should should do me well. I shouldn't need any repairs on it. I'm not going to be, you know, revving it. I'm not going to try to fucking crack the head by, you know, getting the engine hot and everything. Um, I'm just going to, you know, keep it easy. It'll be my daily driver. It'll take me upstate. I'm not doing anything crazy with it. I just wanted something a little bit bigger that looks cool I'll, after having this little Kia Forte. For five years. Um, I wanted something that felt a little cooler. Um, So anyways. I sold the Kia this week. I put it up on Facebook Marketplace. On like a Monday. I think it was last Monday. And I was like I'm going to be happy. First off I needed struts. I definitely needed struts. My car broke down like the weekend before um the cv joint which just blue i was like what's this clicking as i turn for like 7 months i'm like i should probably get that figured out you turn the wheel hard like you know and uh my uncle finally was like was like all right let me take a look at it and then we take a, a stroll around around the block Driver on the block, and I'm. He hears a click, 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 and he goes, "All right, don't turn the wheel that hard. You, you know, you're gonna blow. You're gonna blow the. It sounds like the CV joint. It's gonna blow, you know." And I was like, "All right, cool." And all right, let me turn around here, and I go like tiny streets, and uh I gotta do another three-point turn. He's like, "Don't cut the wheel that hard. You're gonna blow it." And I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah, cool, cool." And I was like, "I gotta make the turn, like." like, what, I don't know, I don't know what he wanted me to do, I guess, like, just make, like, a seven-point turn, um, so, I, like, do the final turn, like, click, 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 and they hear, click, 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 and it would click, 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 and I went back, and I was like, that didn't sound good, and I pull back, and then it was a family function, so we go in for, like, a uh, go, you know, for, like, a little barbecue or something, and I go to leave, and I say goodbye to everybody, and I get, back in my car, and I go to pull out, and it goes, click, click, and it was just spinning. The wheels were not spinning, so luckily my uncle was able to fix that for me and buy me some time with that car. He said he'd replace my struts for me, too, but um, I was like, I would like a new car, so I went out looking for a new car um, last week, and I found the Jeep. And I was like, okay, now i got to sell my Kia. So I listed on Facebook. I was happy if I would get maybe $800 for the car. I was hoping for 1000 I was like, I'll be happy if I get 800 for it. Um, now, it is a seller's market, you know. And I ran the Kelly Blue Book value. Of course, I put, you know, that there was nothing wrong with it. There's a huge dent in the side. Um, and it said, okay, your car is either worth $400 to $6,000. So, and I was, all right. So I just posted on Facebook and the Facebook marketplace has the Kelly blue book value, like spectrum with like a little range of what it should be worth and like where you fall in that range. So I put it up for I think I put it up for, like, $1,500 1st and it was at, like, the low end of the range. So, and it was a tighter range of what that first value thing was. Um, so, I was like, let me put it in the middle. And the middle ended up being, like, $2,500. So, I put it up. I did the little, the little trailer. Like I put it up for 2495 2495 to be like, oh, it's less than 2500 you know. I was like, yeah, I'll give him $5. Bucks. Um, so, I put it up for 2495 um, the first day, I get a hit. Clearly, any every, almost everybody that messaged me was Hispanic. I don't know if they just, like, need, you know, old used cars. I don't know if the guy was flipping them. This guy was almost gonna, definitely going to flip it. And, of course, as I go to meet this guy, my check engine light comes on. And, of course as i left the meeting with that guy my check engine light went off um that's god being like not this guy not this guy not you know um i'm not saying god's xenophobic um but he was looking out for me um so i met with that guy um and i told him make me an offer but he was like no check engine light's on no met with another guy another hispanic i had to use this guy i had to use the um uh, the, like, Google Translate, and we, like, typed and everything, and it was fine. I was much better. The other guy, he, like, didn't want to talk to me at all, um, didn't want to try to communicate. He, like, he even if he spoke English, like, he barely said a word. Um, so I meet with this other guy, and there's a kid in the back seat. Halfway through him checking out the car, he's like, oh, ooh, and he goes back to his car, and he unlocks it, and he opens up the back seat, and there was a baby sleeping in the back seat. It's 85 degrees outside. And the baby, I was like, you sure he's just sleeping, right? We were out there for like 15 minutes. And he was like, oh, my, God. you know, his baby was in there, so he had to open it up. Um, and then he wanted to see if his wife, he was like, uh, you know, do I have to see if my wife wants to, see? you know, he could have just said no. Um, And, uh, of course, I waited for him like a moron. It was like, uh, you know, texted me that he uh, was gonna come back at six with his wife. Did not get back. Texted him. He looked at the messages too. Left me on red, uh, and didn't did not get back to me. So the next day, isn't that like three different days? I don't I don't remember. Um, I get a text from an Indian woman, and you can tell. I, I didn't see her name. I couldn't tell, like, what, you know, ethnicity her name was. Um, but I could, I, when I saw the text, I read it in an Indian accent without knowing that she was Indian. There was just, like, the, the grammar of the, uh, you know, like, and I'm not saying, like, it's, be- I mean, you know, she spoke, like, perfect English, you know, better English than a lot of people do. Um, but I just thought, it was just so funny that, uh, <laughs> that I read it, and should I, I, I come to Shikar, like, I come, you know, like, I come to Shikar today, you know, um, and the Indian accent sometimes bad and racist, but sometimes I do it really good, and I'm just waiting for that to come when I do the accent, so... Um, So I run to, you know, bring my daughter to see the car. And um, by the way, every person in this family for the story is going to sound exactly the same. So they come to see the car. Of course, I had to wait an hour for them. Um, I mean, it was after work. They they said six. And, you know, I don't know how where they work. But, you know, they'd keep in touch. But I did have to wait an hour. Um, And the daughter was maybe... Maybe my age, I think older, she was a new driver. She had a pretty thick accent too, so she must I – think, I think the situation was that it wasn't her, her daughter. I think it was her niece because the the guy that I ended up talking to, Muhammad, uh, called her his niece. But the older woman, woman called him her husband. And it sounded like they actually spoke better English than the young girl did, so I'm guessing they were her aunt and uncle, and she moved here recently, and they've been here for a while. That's my guess. I don't really know. Um, but she's a new driver, and she seemed older than me, so I'm assuming she got here pretty recently. Um, so which is like, n- I thought that was kind of cool that like I'm selling selling this girl her first car. Um. So they. So if we drive it around, then she, you tell me. You tell me about this car. You tell me. Go ahead. You tell me about this car. You know, I can't look, but you. You know this car. I don't know this car. You tell me. You tell me about this car. So. So I'm like, yeah. You know, it's got this and that, and I was like, batteries run great. I replaced the battery like four years ago. Um, I mean, the battery's not bad foreshadowing foreshadowing i was like yeah battery's been running great again foreshadowing um and i just got the cv joint replaced i replaced the the window regulator and uh you know this window doesn't go back up if you put it down uh so you got to use the one on the door for that and um great mileage and everything and and then we get in the car and uh I was I didn't know where to sit I didn't expect to be sitting with two people in the car so I got in the back and I let the mom slash aunt uh uh take the front the passenger seat there so the girl gets in the car she you know puts the that seatbelt in and she that we're in a parking lot we're in a school parking lot and she checks the mirrors and she goes like this and clearly a new driver and she checks her surroundings it's it's summer it's a summer in in a school parking lot there's nobody there um okay then i go back to in the reverse okay and my lights are good you know turn the lights on and like i mean you got to check to make sure the lights are working and and she checked the blinkers and um both ways and and the wipers and everything and and then we go driving through the parking lot and she throws it throws it in reverse and she's checking and and okay, and then they go, and then you put it, and then drive now, okay. And then, like every turn she makes, she hits the signal, um, like you know, and stops and looks at left to right, and you know, like brand new driver, like brand new. She's like, brand new drivers drive like the most high drivers. I don't know if anybody's driven like really high, but you'd start driving like you're on your road test. You know, not that I've driven high, but I just know. Like, I just know that feeling of, like, I don't know what it was with me. How, like, how I know this. I've never driven drunk or high, but I know the feeling so well of, like, putting the blinker on, like, way early, just taking it really slow, you know. Um, I saw a meme one time. It was like, you know you're driving high when you put the blinker on to when the, there's, like, just a curve in the road or something like that. Um, but she was, like, doing that. Like, every turn the blinker was on, she was checking her surroundings. And it, not paying attention to how c- the car drives, just paying attention to how she's driving. Um, and then they would start talking in the back seat, like, back and forth, which I want so bad. I want to be able to speak another language so I can just speak in code in public the whole time. Um but I do okay, you know. They both they not be with the car, and the little white boy in the back seat, you know, you know, talking, and um, and so we get out, and the aunt was like kind of translating for the daughter, um, or niece, whatever. Um, say so, okay, so she liked this car. Okay, she like, she want this car. She like this car. She think it's a good car. So, um, but I'm you're going to get a call from my husband. He talk to you later. And we'll, he'll talk to finance. And I was like, okay, great, cool. And uh give, give them my number and everything. And, uh, and of course, I got a call later. I was going to get Wendy's. I was on my way to get Wendy's. I was starving. I was starving. I was going out to the parking lot, getting in my car. And I was like, I fucking need Wendy's so bad. And then my phone rings. Hey, hello, Jack. This is Mohammed. How are you? Oh Muhammad, you know, nice you know, nice to talk to you. So she likes the cars. Yes, she wants the car, you know, it is buying her first car, she a new driver. Uh she wants, you know, to buy this car. Um it I am helping her out with the money. Uh but what what can you do? What is your best price? And I say twenty five I listed it for twenty five hundred only like two days ago. So I'd like you know if you can't do 2500 you know, I'd like to keep it around on Facebook Marketplace longer and see what I can get. Uh, but you're welcome to, you know, give me an offer so I know what you're talking about. And he says, what is your, your what did is, what is your best price? Um, and I said, well, you know, make me an offer. I had that 2200 And I was like, you know, again, I said twenty five, um, you know, I want to keep it. What, what is your best price? What what can you do? What can you do for me? I said, All right, if you want to give me cash for it tomorrow, tomorrow morning, cash, 24, 2400. And then, uh, come on, Jack, come on, don't do me, don't do me like that. Come on, 24, uh, 23, 2300, uh, to 2300. And I was like, Ah. And I did that, that move where, like, you don't say anything. And I stayed in silence for like what felt like a long time. And he goes, Okay, Jack, I say twenty three, you say twenty-four and I was like, Alright, twenty three fifty and he goes, Right, okay, twenty three fifty, yes, okay. Um so we agree on the twenty three fifty. But I want to bring it to a mechanic tomorrow, so I will drive to you. I leave my car with you at collateral. And I drive your car to my mechanic, and he we see what he is, and I didn't really completely understand like what like I will say the service was like a little bad um but like if I was going with him or if he was just taking my car or what, so I was like, I'll meet you at the mechanic and they're, okay i'm re- you meet me at the mechanic, so we go at ten thirty before I go into work and get work fucking work, I get there it's hot. And it's so humid. And I'm driving, and I'm... He told me, like, kind of where the location... He didn't know. Like, I don't remember what uh, mechanic it is, but it's on the corner of uh, Suffolk Avenue and Fifth Avenue. It's on right down that corner. And I go, oh, I know exactly where that is. Okay. So I look it up on the map in the morning. There's, like, five mechanics on that intersection. Like, five. And I, I'm driving up, and it's like, okay... You know, there's Tinker, there's, you know, there's this one, there's that one, there's like a Pep Boys, and then I'm like, I don't even know, and I call them, I'm standing out front, it's the one with the blue awnings, and like, they all have blue awnings, like, and I'm standing right out front, and I'm, I, I can't see him so I'm just looking at the signs, and I say, okay, is that one, pe- okay, that one, Eastern, o- yeah, it's Eastern Auto, I sh- It's e- it's definitely Eastern Auto. Um, and I get there, okay, Jack, very nice to meet you for the first time, um, you know, I know this mechanic very well, uh, he's a friend of mine, and I don't know why that didn't, like, be like, oh, fuck, this guy's, like, a friend of his, um, felt like such an idiot later. Um, by the way, I skipped the foreshadowing, I get up to go meet him in the morning, Got to w- I wake up at, like, 9.30, um, meeting him at, like, 10.30, and I take my time, you know, getting ready. I have time. is not too far away, and yeah. I, like, and I clean out my car, like, c- cleaned out, like, just, like, the messiest trunk, just full, because I didn't actually clean out my car. I just threw whatever was in my car in the trunk, so I cleaned a lot of that stuff out. Um, and I go into the car, I got like the title, I've got the bill of sale and everything, the, all the forms. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I got the, you know, both keys. Um, I get in the car and I'm hitting the, uh, the remote for the spare key to unlock the car before I, uh, before I get in, obviously. And I hit it and it didn't unlock. And I was like, oh, this battery must be dead. So I use the key to unlock it. And I get in, and I stick it in, and it goes. (laughs) And I was like, you're fucking kidding me. I'm about to sell this car for like $1,500 more than it's worth. And it clunks out on me right now. I think what happened when I was cleaning out my car the night before is I think I left the hood open, or a door open, or something, and it just drained the battery. So I run inside, I get my dad's keys to his huge-ass Grand Marquee, and I was like, I don't think I should, this car should be, I don't think I should be taking the resources from this car. This 97 Grand Marquee, this is like, <laughs> this car's like the giving tray, like, I, feel, I felt like I was going to destroy my dad's car by trying to jump my car. But I get the jumper cables, pull his right next to way too close to mine. I like barely fit in and I had to get in and out of my car so many times. Finally, I jump it. I had to like rev the engine of his car and now I'm running late and I get a drag right out here. I'm standing outside right now and I was like, I'll be there in 30 minutes running, running behind. I'll be there, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm um, gonna go. Okay, I'd be waiting. Um, so I get there, Eastern Auto. You know, going there. And this friend's the mechanic, whatever. And I said, you know, I'm not getting my car for another week. You know, I'm willing to sell it to you. I won't sell it to anybody else. We could do the deal. Just let me, if you would, just let me use it another week. Um, I'd, I'd appreciate it. And he, oh yeah, no problem, no problem. You know, okay. Um, so. They take the car into the mechanic. They put it up on the lift. The guy's using a flashlight underneath the hood, and he's looking at everything and tugging on the tires and just doing a regular assessment. And he calls Muhammad over. there oh, Muhammad. Muhammad, come over here. You know, that's, yeah, I got a different Indian voice for that one. Hey, Marty. Yeah, Muhammad, come over. Take that the car. So, I, so he goes over there. I'm like, wait, fuck. That's my. I should be looking. It's my car. So I go. And I look with him, and he goes, uh, the compressor, compressor, uh, the condenser is bent. You need a new compressor. Uh, the control the control arm is no good. You need new control arm, uh, the control arm, you know. Um, I'm just saying, in case, because I've told this story, and people don't understand what he's saying. I broke it down myself. So. Um there was that he didn't even mention the struts by the way and I mentioned the struts in the listing so Mohammed knows that I need struts. Uh what else was there? Uh he goes there, there it is burning it is burning oil and he goes to the exhaust pipe, he sticks his fingers in and he smells it and he's like that you know, I'm like, alright, I guess that's a thing. Which I guess that's where checking the I don't know, the checking the oil like the wrestling move come from like the di- like the dipstick oil or like checking like the exhaust pipe for the oil. I feel like it's the exhaust pipe. I kind of put that together and I had to hide a smile in the fucking thing. Um, but I was leaking oil, which that was like brand new. I was never leaking oil. I pulled out of my spot, my parking spot, like, I don't know, two days before I met this guy. And his family, and I was like, oh, there's a little puddle there, maybe leaking something, and I totally forgot about it. Um, but it needed work, and I knew it needed work. I didn't know it needed that much work. But of course, he said, you need $2,000, $2, uh, of work. And I was like, all right, well, let me check it out at my mechanic, and then we'll talk. But of course, Muhammad's face is like lit up because he still wants the car. The girl wants the car. He wants to get the car for the girl, for sure. So his face is like, I'm going to get a great deal on this guy. Um, So I was like, let me call my mechanic, and then I'll talk to you later. So I call my mechanic. It's like 1130 now. And my mechanic doesn't know who I am. You know, I'm just some kid that he forgets me. I don't have, like, a relationship with my mechanic. Uh, but I get good prices from him, so I go. I go to him, um, but he's just like a regular kind of guy mechanic. And I call him and the mechanic, you know. And I say, yeah, I'm trying to sell my car. I just want to get it assessed um, to see if I, you know, if anything needs to get fixed, whatever. And he goes, all right, yeah, cool, yeah. When can you bring it in? I go, oh, I can be there in like 20, 30 minutes. He goes, today? Not today tomorrow. I was like, oh, I guess I'll be in tomorrow. Yeah, drop it off at night if you want. I don't care. I like, why, you know, whatever. So I go into work. And I talk to this guy at work that like re- really knows cars. He doesn't like really know his cars, but he, he's older. He's been around them. He's bought and sold them. He knows what's worth fixing and what's not. Like I, I trust his opinion. And I tell him all about my Kia. And um, I'm like, I have a new car lined up, and he goes, Oh, what kind of car? I go, A Jeep, and he goes, Ah, oh, it's a bad car. But just read the consumer reports; like that, they, they nobody recommends these Jeeps. And I've had a mechanic tell me that too. And I'm like, It's a cool car. I'm, I'm gonna get it. Um, so he's like, If that's what you're set on, you know, you just like, go get that, you know. But don't put any money into the Kia and I was like do you think it's worth it to go to the mecha- my mechanic and and like you know and he's like, no no, no don't don't it just offer offer Muhammad 1500 for the car if he takes it he takes it for 1500 uh if he doesn't want it for 1500 sell it to somebody else I was like okay great so I call it Muhammad of course I lie I'm like yeah I got to check that out of my mechanic mechanic you know he's you know it's basically the same stuff uh, but I know he wants this car and of course me getting into my manhood age, trying to feel like a man. I'm like, I gotta negotiate in this guy. I could have started higher. I could have. But I thought saying two thousand or higher, not that it was insulting to him but I think in retrospect I could have started higher but I, did, I felt like st- starting at 2,000 or higher was like I, I wasn't going to he felt like I wasn't going to play the game this, uh, for whatever reason and I talked it over you know with some people and I started at 19 I said listen I, you know I know it needs some work but I still need you know Money. I don't think I said that I need money for the car but I was like but it's still a great car, it's gonna run you know, um I want, you know, I can offer you nineteen for it. And you go, Jack, you know this, this car needs over two thousand dollars of, of work. First off the mechanic told him two thousand. Mohammed comes out to me and he says, Jack, uh mechanic says uh if I buy car and bring it to him, it is over 2000 uh for, for the repairs, uh, but if you decide to keep car and you go to him for work, he'll do it for 1500 And I was like, what the, what, what the fuck is up with that? Just do it for 1500 if you're gonna get 1500 out of it, and you're friends with him. Just do it, do it for that. I could have gotten the $1,500 worth of repairs, and then just sold him the car for $2,350 $2, plus 1500 I But I didn't want the hassle of that. I could have done that if I wanted to. I did think of it, but I don't know if Muhammad would have gone for that. Um, anyway, uh, Muhammad's like, I have to talk it over with my niece, you know, to her money. I'm helping, helping her out. And maybe you, you know, if you can do better, you know, I have to talk to her. And I said, well, you know, you're welcome to counter. Just, you know, you're welcome to counter. I have to talk it over. I said, g- give me a number. Give me, you know, make me an offer. are sixteen sixteen hundred 1600 And I think about it. And I was like, this car needs struts. I don't want to put the few hundred dollars into the car for struts. I could replace them myself for cheaper, but I don't want to deal with the burning oil thing. I have 200,000 miles on the car, just under. I've put 100,000 miles on it myself. And I may have to deal with not having a car for a week, but maybe I'll just pay the premium for getting this car the fuck off my hands. So I say, fine, $1,600. you are okay, we're doing 1600 That's uh, you. Tomorrow morning, uh, 10 30. S- so I drop it off the mechanic the next morning. I get the 1600 cash. And that's it. The car's out of my life. Which I feel a lot better. I'm actually happy that we went to the mechanic. Um, Of course, he wasn't going to buy the car without going to the mechanic. But my last car, I drove into the ground. There was nothing left in that car. Transmission blew. It was not worth replacing it. There was like 220,000 miles on a Nissan Sentra. And I knew I didn't have anything left in that car. This car, I felt like I had more... I could get a little bit more out of it. Not much. It may leave me stranded somewhere. But taking a risk on the Jeep that is notorious for having problems, even though I'm getting it restored, even though you know the engine and transmission are guaranteed for a month, that's not a lot of time, Um, I did have to take out a loan for it, which I'm paying for monthly. I have car payments now. And my insurance went up. And it'll probably need work. But it's a cool car. It's a cool car. And it's bigger. And it'll hopefully serve me well. I'll take care of it, though. I have people who take care of their Jeeps, and they last a very long time. And the engine I know lasts a long time. It's the stuff around the engine you gotta look out for. And it'll cost me more in gas. Um, so it is a risky purchase when you think you have more out of the car you currently have. Well, who is this guy? Oh, that's just the, is that his shadow? Jesus Christ. Okay, he was going behind his car. It felt like somebody was coming up behind me and my- car. Mom's key is Sportage. But it was just some guy's shadow. It was a huge life-size shadow from like 50 feet away. That was crazy. But going to the mechanic made me realize that I did not have much time in that car left. And I can take that money and put it towards the Jeep. And not have to dip into my savings. Um, so hopefully next week, by the time we talk again I will have the Jeep I already bought a radio for it for <laughs> whatever reason with the backup camera I want the backup camera too I got the carplay I'm going to have to install I'm going got to install it myself um but that's fine I can do that I'm I'm handy um but I think I think it's going to work out um, you gotta stay tuned. But that brings me to my exception, my idea for the exception of the solo episode, which I had this idea before. I was driving around, I was like, I wish I could just record a podcast driving around. People have done that before, obviously. But it'd be easy to put, like, a little camera, little camera up on the dashboard, get me and a guest, drive around. We gotta have good mics for that. Um... And, you know, I don't know if people, that will be maybe better for video. People can excuse worse audio in video than I think they can podcasts. Um, Maybe not, like, worse quality audio, but, like, background noise. People don't want to deal with background noise for a podcast. They can deal with a little background noise for a video because it's like it's part of the atmosphere. So, wish me luck. Again, I'm here for you guys. I'm here for all the 40-plus women that want to come see me at shows. Um, Tell your friends about the podcast. Let me know how you felt about this uh, first official solo episode. It should be coming out every week. I'm surprised I did an hour, to be honest. I thought I would maybe do half an hour. I wouldn't be surprised if more solo episodes are only a half hour. But doing an hour was fine. I was very comfortable with it. Probably more comfortable than with people. Um, But the pitch meeting episodes are coming up. Watch out for that. We're going to have reaction videos. Just got to figure out the fucking technology. Jesus Christ. I'm getting old. Anyway. You guys have a great few days... And look out for the next episode, three episodes a week coming up soon. Goodbye.